Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Football. My name is Mark. And I'm Biz. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Just enjoying my coffee, although already this early in the episode, my, my coffee is empty, so I, I don't know what I'm going to do for the remaining of this. Then. Yes. Feel like I don't have my security blanket, but fortunately we have football to talk. How's everything in fantastic, cool, rainy London? <laughs> Well, thankfully, I'm not actually there at the moment. Um, it's the one time when I'm I'm glad that I'm not back home. Uh, oh shout gosh. out to all the all the people, all my all my friends and family back home, having to endure the um, the the cool temperatures of reaching the heights of forty degrees uh, Celsius, which is Melting the highest temperature the ever recorded. Yeah, I mean it's it's worse, obviously, because we don't have air conditioning. Um, yeah. In terms of people, ha people's houses, obviously, if you, you go into a shopping center or you're outside, yes. But but even our tubes, the tube, the underground, the stations, some stations are they kind of do the opposite way to say New York, where the trains are air conditioning, but the stations aren't. Um, but in London, the stations are, are cool. So, well, some of them, um, but the trains are not air conditioned. So oh. if you had a long commute yesterday, which I know some of my mates did. Yeah. So, but thankfully, I think the worst is worst is over. It was a hot one, to say the least. But there's a heat wave going on in in Europe at the moment. So, yeah, um, yeah it's. I mean, it's actually quite serious. I mean, you know, it, it can get um, almost unbearable. So, uh, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm here in DC where it's a cool 31 Celsius. So, <laughs> you know what was crossing my mind the other day is that on a normal normal cycle. Right now, we would be experiencing the World Cup. <laughs> oh, don't, don't get me. So we could do a whole no, episode on. Be... Could we change an episode to proper football? And then we can, <laughs> we can have a proper football. Special. We can. You know what? I think I think we should. That would be a great. It would be a special. And finally, yeah. finally, <laughs> I will be able to bring some X's and O's and proper <laughs> analytics to the discussion. Although, to be honest, even with proper football, I still go on my gut. So, uh, so. <laughs> no change. Well, there. Leopard can't change its spots. That would have to wait for a special episode. <laughs> but right now, this is going to, this is, their, all of our episodes are special episodes. And this week, we're going to be continuing our conversation with the divisional breakdown. This week, we're going to be talking about the AFC West. So, going west-west. And then next week, we will, uh, we'll be talking of NFC South uh, at yeah. the next one. But yeah. this week will be the AFC West, and before we get into that, we have our next discussion about our positional uh, conversation. And this week, we're going to be talking about wide receivers. Yes, absolutely. So why don't we get straight into it? Um, just like yesterday, we're looking at the F uh, Fancy Pros um, mm -hmm. website for the purposes of this discussion. So what are your initial thoughts on like wide receivers? So every year, there's usually two wide receivers that are like, well, you want to take a running back in the first round. But if you have mm. to take a wide receiver, these are the two you yes. definitely want to take for that. Yeah. And this year, to me, I, I think it's pretty like cut and dry, like who the wide receivers you want to take in the first round. Uh, depending on who you talk to, it's looking like it's going to be Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. Although with Devontae Adams in a new situation, you're not sure. It's like, if he's, is he going to continue with his heights with Derek Carr? I actually think that this is one of the deepest top tiers for wide receivers that we've seen, at least for a draft perspective. Because yeah. I'd be fine taking Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Tate, uh, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs 
They'll score all have a case to be taken in the first round, depending on what goes on in the preseason and how they're looking. I think people keep forgetting how good Stefan Diggs is when you consider the other younger receivers in the league. And you've also got Coop and you've got Adams, but all five of those guys are really phenomenal first options. So you, you would be happy taking any of those five over a running back, depending on where you're picking in the first Depending round. on where my pick is and depending on how the preseason plays out. Like if I'm picking at the end of the first round and let's see, for example, it's pick 11 or pick 10. We have a 12 team draft. Uh, if both Cup and, uh, it, let's say, for example, Cup and Adams are both off by that particular point. Yeah, With the 10th pick, I'd be thinking, okay, for this range of running backs, like, I'm going to get one of these three or four picks when it comes back to me. But I want to make sure, for example, that I get Chase. Or I want to make sure that I get at uh, Diggs or I get Jefferson. And I know that those three may not come back. But I know that one of the three running backs I'm considering would be. I might take one of those wide receivers at 10 or 11, just based off of the circumstance. But it all, everything depends on what's going on. Right, that's fair enough. I mean, you know, just to reiterate, I did actually have Justin Jefferson and Jamal Chase last year. So, um, so I did. Jalen Waddle. Well on, <laughs> I, did, I did indeed. I was pretty stacked at the wide receiver position. I would be, in terms of, we touched on this a little bit in previous podcast about Devontae Adams, for me, yeah. he, he's a, it, it's a slightly unknown quantity. Obviously, I'm slightly surprised. So I've, again, I've filtered the, the, on Fantasy Pros the picks to kind of a PPR league. And Devontae mm-hmm. Adams is number four. Now, I'm, I'm just looking at that. I would take Stefan Diggs, probably C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, maybe Tyreek Hill. Mm, I don't know. But, but even mm-hmm. say someone like, Keenan Allen at nine or Debo Samuel, I, I might reach for those over Devontae Adams because you just you just don't know what what it's going to be with him with a new system. Now Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, and you'd like to think, and he was his college quarterback. You'd like to think, and that, remember that when he had Amari Cooper on his team, the last time he had a true number one receiver on his yes, team, yes, he was very good. That, very good. Yeah. So I, I'm just that's the one. I'm just a bit sort of wary about, but certainly we're talking about, you know, a wide receiver that you would be happy with your first pick. Obviously the top three in tier one, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I'd be very happy with any of those three. You talked about Stefan Diggs, whether I would go for that over a running back, depending on where I'm picking. I'm not necessarily sure I would do that. You know, I had I had Mike Evans last year too. Although I I think about, you traded him as part of the Justin I traded Jefferson. him to Justin Jefferson deal. Yeah, um, it, it, you know, Mike Evans even last year he's he's boom or bust. 100%. Either either he will you know go off and get twenty points or he'll get four. Um, it really depends on where Brady is putting his trust against the yes, defense. That and that right defense. and how the game is panning out. Um, Obviously, you know, they, they have Chris Godwin too. Um, but Mike Evans is very boom or bust. And it, it was kind of infuriating to have him because you sort of had to play him because he is still a number one receiver. But you, you just don't know what you're going to get. And I'm very much into, I, I would much rather have a wide receiver that's going to get me 12 or 13 points every week rather than not knowing what you're going to get. That's just me personally. Um, but, you know, I'd be very happy with... Keenan Allen or Debo Samuel, obviously, because he's sort of a, a, a dual threat, depending on how much Debo, he's going to run. He's, 
he's also kind of a, an unknown quantity with this year yes. too, because again, you don't know with Trey Lance or if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come back from that shoulder injury. Tyree yeah. Kill, who you may take as well, he's in a completely new system as well. Mike yeah. Evans, you touched on the fact that he's boomer bust, and Keenan Allen, while he's always a solid. Solid target in the yeah. like a much better version of Tyler Lockett right now, I would say. Uh, or you could say that Tyler Lockett is a worse version of Keenan Allen right now, I would say, mm-hmm. actually. But Keenan right. Allen, um, he's sharing the load with Mike Williams, who was ascending in that system. Um, and you've also got Austin Eckler, who's leeching uh, catches off of that as well. Again, Keenan Allen, to me, is one of those better receivers that I would be more than happy to have as my first receiver. I just don't know if I would take him over Devontae Adams. Right, yeah. Um, I, I just, I, yeah. Uh, Devon Adams is, uh, you know, I have this, I have this bad, well, not bad. I have this feeling that I'm going to be picking around that time where that he's the chalk pick, mm-hmm. and and I'll be like, do I go for him or do I take a running back that may not be as high? So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But but even looking further down I, the list, I mean, you and I didn't go chalk last year, and it worked out very very well for you. It, it did, it did. We we didn't go chalk last year, no. And it and it did work out well. And I, and yeah, I think and, sometimes and on that subject, though, and I sorry sorry to cut you off again on there. No, no, I just no, want to I... point out that these rankings are good to infer what you're going to do. Some years you can just go and auto draft what the rankings are and they are going to treat you well. But in some years you have to go ahead and take a look between the lines, figure out what you're comfortable doing, what's your risk assessment and figure out what's more comfortable for you. Neither of us likes uh, CMC or Sequan last year and we decided we were going to go more quote safe unquote as far as the running back position with those picks and it served both of us fairly well except for when me derrick henry went out with a foot injury no i mean yeah but you you never know about injuries but no you never know yeah and to be honest i mean i know we talked about running back i'd still might do that like you know would i be happy with derrick henry or dalvin cook as a number one pick yeah i would definitely you are informed enough to know why you would and why you wouldn't and that's the important right yeah um but one thing like i would say in tier Tier three, there are lots of good wide receivers. Um, yeah. Interestingly, in tier two, I, I none of them, you know, Tyreek Hill, that's an unknown. Mike Evans, boom or bust. C.D. Lamb even was very good last year. Stephen Diggs. But he doesn't have Amari Cooper to, to take attention away from him now. True. Um, and so that's going to be interesting. Stephen Diggs, overall, very solid. Last year did have a bit of a down year compared to his first year in Buffalo. Um, which was, you know... Now he doesn't have Paul Beasley on the team. Right, right. And Devonta Adams, again, a bit of an unknown. So it's really interesting that Tier 2 to me. Like, in Tier 3, you've got Keenan Allen that is a kind of more surefire thing to me out of any of those in Tier 2. Debo Samuel obviously had a stellar year last year. T Higgins, again, a solid number two option in Cincinnati. AJ Brown, obviously now Philadelphia. That could but he's be... in a better passing system. Yes, yeah. Michael Pittman Jr. had a very good year last year. And, and, and now he's done that right. That yeah, that was with Carson Wentz throwing. <laughs> so, so, Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, obviously we don't know about the quarterback situation. DJ Moore. We don't, but Johnson with... proved himself to be solid last year. Right. Um, and, and even Jalen Waddle. You know, Jalen Waddle, I mean, that, I, I, you know, I had him. And, you know, obviously I'm. And now he's I, Piddle. But will he be, though? That's the interesting thing. I mean, you know, so, so yeah. Um, I think there are lots of solid picks in tier three that you, yeah. you, you know, you'd be very happy with. 
I would be very happy with a lot of these picks in tier three. Um, the, the, the way the wide receivers work out, um, since we are in a 12-team league, uh, it's going to get to the point where you have to make your decisions in the first couple of rounds where you're going to prioritize your depth. Are you going to go running back, running back in the first two rounds and then end up having a situation where Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be your number one receiver? Would you right. be happy with him being your first? Are you going to go something like Stephon Diggs is your first wide receiver and Nick Chubb is your first running back? And then you have to pick after that, okay, am I going to go with a better running core? Or am I going to go with a better wide receiver core? Some leagues will play three wide receivers and you play two running backs. So are you going to try to make sure your depth is as uh, deep on both sides for that? I, I believe yeah. our league is two wide receivers, two running backs, and one flex. So we shouldn't have to run into that problem with our league. Since we're in a 12-team league, I want to go past I want to go past what this ranking system puts as tier 5. So on a traditional scale, you would look at anybody ranked beyond 40. So we're going so Okay. Sure. So for us, we'd be on my uh personal custom scales list 41 for me would be Drake London then Russell Gage, Robert Woods, that area of rankings. Okay, that area. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're looking down at like these potential wide receivers that could take a leap this year or these potential wide receivers that, like you know what they were in situations in the past where they may not have gotten as much attention or they just may have been in bad situations and enough has changed for them that they may be interesting picks right. so if i'm looking at this range for who might be my third or my flex or my bench mm. wide receiver to stash for a little while like this tier six range here from 41 to 57 for me you've got a couple of interesting options Got a yep. couple of rookies in here like Drake London, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. You got, all of them have a lot of high top potential in there. You got Devontae Parker, who may be the number one receiver for the Patriots going on yes. this year. Yeah. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is likely going to end up being the number two option for right. Pat Mahomes. And maybe he yeah. ascends as the number one option on the team. Michael yeah. Gallup is going to be the number two for the Cowboys. Chase Claypool yeah. has shown that he can catch for four touchdowns in one game. Yeah. Uh, Robert Woods is going to be the number one receiver for Tennessee this year. Yeah. Uh, it's just so many unknowns in this. And if you were going to be pick seven, eight, or nine for you, and you're like, okay, let me go ahead and grab my depth receiver. Who are you looking at in this range? So I mean, you, you basically, I can't disagree really with a lot of what you said. Um, to me, for me, I, I might, you know, take a flyer on one of the rookies, like you said, Chris Olave brings to mind, even Jarvis Landry, you know, mm -hmm. you said Michael Gallup going to be the number two, Tyler Boyd as the quote unquote number three. Um, He'll maybe a top 20 receiver <laughs> with that system. Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. Tyler Boyd, you know, I had him a couple of years ago when he he was actually, I believe, the number one receiver. He's a very good, mm -hmm. he's a very good, very good. wide receiver. Um, Robert Woods, as you said, may well be the uh, the number one in Tennessee. And and interestingly, Russell Gate, he had a great season in Atlanta last year and has now gone to Tampa Bay. And it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in with Tom Brady. Um, but Chase Claypool, you mentioned him two years ago. He was. He was on fire. I mean, he, he as a rookie, he just came out. Though. His rookie season, yeah. I mean, he just kind of came out of nowhere. And obviously, the unknown with Pittsburgh is the quarterback situation. Um, but you are right. There are lots of players. You mentioned Valdez Scantling. You know, even Juju Smith-Schuster is ranked higher. But he could potentially be the number one in Kansas City. And, uh, I mean, he is ranked 
number 30. And I'm like, well, as a potential number one with Pat Mahomes thrown to you, I mean, you could do a lot worse than maybe see how that goes, all Van Valdez-Scantling. So you're right, that, that tier six, there are some players there that can make some noise, add depth to your squad. Um, and, you know, th- there are five or six players there that um, yeah. I think people could definitely be happy with as a flex or even a third option. Another thing to consider for us in particular, since we're going to be going to a dynasty league, is these wide receiver rookies in this tier six may be very important in the long term. In years to come. And yeah. if we're considering them to be, hey, this is going to be to see who blossoms this season. Drake London may, may be the number one in Atlanta. Traylon Burks is going to be fighting to be the art, the wide receiver one, wide receiver two with yeah. Robert Wood. Yeah. Garrett Wilson is probably the best receiver on the Jets already at this point. Um, Chris yeah. Olave, he's going to... That's a muddied system in... The with the Saints right now with uh, Michael Thomas coming back from injury and yeah. Jarvis Landry on that team. Yeah. God, who was their number one last year? I forgot who the Saints number one. I don't think they was. really. I mean, well, I, I, I actually don't know. Um, Mark was Callaway and uh, Traquan Smith. Uh, those oh, yes. were the two last year. Right. So we talked about who our flex potential depth receiver that we're looking at, but this is going to be a draft that goes 14, 15 picks deep. And me, I, I can't recall hmm. if I added another uh, spot to the roster in this offseason just to double check. But putting the same situation that I put out there for running backs, if it was like pick 14 or 15 and you're looking towards the, the, the doldrums of these, these tier rankings here and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to take a flyer on this wide receiver to be this guy that I'm stashing because I think he has a lot of possibility. Last year, we talked about Chuba Hubbard. He's the handcuff for CMC. Or talked about Dawson Knox. There's a good chance that he just ends up being the tight end number one for Josh Allen. Is there anybody going super deep on this list? Let's say like tier 9, tier 10, that you're like, you know what? I would take a flyer on this guy as a just-in-case to hold off and stash on him. And well, what? I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, springs to mind, you know, tier eight. I mean, he's technically a free agent, obviously, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, even Will Fuller. There, there, are, there are some people that, I mean, AJ Green, we talked about yesterday with Arizona. I mean, number 78 ranked at tier eight. I mean, a number two option with, with Kyler Murray. You know, he still had a Fairly decent season last year. DJ Chark. He's going to be up in a, Detroit. Yeah, who did have a, a couple of good seasons in Jacksonville, of all places. Um, yeah, there, there's a couple of people that I would, I would take flies on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to pr- pull up two names that I w- want people to consider. Uh, Sammy Watkins is now in Green Bay. Yes, yeah. And he, he always ends up being like, Really, really hyped. Oh, this guy's going to be the new one, number one. But then he kind of appears yeah. as the third option. Yeah. Uh, when he was with the Ravens, didn't really shine as much. When he was with the Rams, did pretty well. When he was with the Chiefs, did pretty well. Mm. Uh, with the Ravens, which is more of a run-first offense, he didn't really shine too much. But now he's going to be in a system that doesn't have a Devontae Adams. So yeah. I know that they took Christian Watson. And they've got Alan Lazard on that team, but Sammy Watkins has been there. So he has Sammy potentials. Watkins, yeah, he has a lot of potential. 
Also, yeah. the former best receiver in the entire world, Julio Jones, is a free agent. Uh-huh. Also, yes. former best receiver in the world, uh, Antonio Brown, is a free agent. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we Somehow, I don't... I, well, I would be surprised if Antonio Brown ever plays again in the NFL. Um, or is seriously, D. Eskridge for the Seahawks uh, is likely going to end up being the slot uh, receiver for Seattle. Uh, yeah. And if they're not checking down to their tight end, he's likely going to get a lot of extra receptions just based off of the fact that he's going to be the slot. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so there's another, right. another little tip there for you. Yeah. All right. That wraps up our wide receiver positional discussion. Really interesting conversations going with these. Usually the top of the draft and the middle of the draft for wide receivers are usually going to be the most interesting sections there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So let's go ahead and take our wide look at the AFC West. AFC West. If you listened to the previous podcast, we took a look at the NFC West, and we're primarily focusing on the positions that are going to be relevant in fantasy. The quarterback, the wide receiver, the tight ends, and the running backs. We're not going to like dwell too much on any one position on the defense, more so as the health of the defense as a whole. And if the line has had a noticeable upgrade or downgrade, it might affect various aspects of the offense. Right. So why don't we jump into it with the Denver Broncos? Let's do it. So the Denver Broncos have had a massive change to their offense, as I'm sure fans of this podcast (laughs) are aware of my opinion and Biz's delight at my misery. Uh, They had an upgrade at Russell Wilson. Uh, And Russell Wilson may be poised for having a breakout season compared to what he's been used to in the past based off the fact that arguably he has much more depth at wide receiver than he's had in a very, very long time. Uh, He's got Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, uh, he's also got a, a slew of r- rookies that have come into the process there. Got one tight end in Albert Okwegbanam, who was very, very highly touted for a long period of time. Offensive line is arguably, I would say, like one tier or two better than it was in Seattle. Garrett Bowles on the left side started off having a pretty rough career, but he started uh, elevating himself into be one of the more reliable options out there. And the rest of the line has ultimately been, you know, they've been developing really well over the past couple of years. Mm. Uh, The running back situation may be the most interesting on this team because they've got Javante Williams, who came in last year and had all these flashes of looking great. But they also gave a contract, gave a bag of money to Melvin Gordon III. So they have to figure out, like, where that's going to play out for that. Uh, I can't imagine that they're going to continue to hold on to Melvin Gordon III if he's just going to be a complimentary piece or if he's going to end up being just the second option to to Javante Williams. Uh, They're not going to move off from him this season. I think it's too valuable to have him there, especially when depth at running back is always so important. But I think Russell Wilson is really the only, like, surefire guy on this team that you're like, yes, I know what I'm getting. Uh, even though he's in a new system with Nathaniel Hackett, he's just reliable. And even if he holds onto the ball too long, that usually means he's going to throw a deep ball and make some magic happen. Javante Williams, you could probably take in the top 10 or 12 running backs selected and be happy with that. But the wide receivers, you just don't know who's going to be the number one. Yeah, there's lots to unpack there. Um, you know, let, let's start, obviously, with um, Russell Wilson. Um, I, I'm sort of on the fence about how good he's going to be a lot of people have said well 
he's finally getting into an offense that is going to play to his strengths and um, it's going to be more pass happy. He, it, there was always this kind of friction in Seattle because, you know, Pete Carroll's a run first guy and that's how he believes the game should be played. And there was always this sort of weird sort of uh, almost conflict where, you know, he, he believes in running and good defense and, you know, passing is sort of only as necessary. Now, one thing I would bring, I mean, you, you mentioned that he finally has, you know, a great wide receiving core. I mean, for the last few years in Seattle, he we'll did call have it DK great, Metcalf. But definitely a deep. And, right. But like I said, the last couple of years, I mean, well, last few years, he had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, nobody I, I personally, I would say that they're, I mean, okay, all three of these wide receivers are good, but I wouldn't say any of them are as talented as Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. I would um, so, you know, certainly last year was Russell Wilson. It was a down year for Russell Wilson, and, but it was a down year for Seattle in general. It just didn't, it, you could see the whole thing just fizzling out um, and, and kind of a fresh start for Russell Wilson and probably for Pete Carroll made sense. It is going to be interesting to see what happens. I would be wary of, of, of picking him as a quarterback just because I just, it's an unknown to me. On paper, yes, you can you can see it it working because you're right. It's it's a it's a very good wide receiving core. It's not an amazing, but Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, they're all good. Um, Jerry Judy could be, you know, he could have a breakout year. Um, you know, so all those wide receivers, you'd be happy. But is there is there a clear number one there, as you said, like? Who is going I'm to be? I'm not sure if there's number a clear one. number one. Exactly. But right. One thing I want to mention with your comments on Russell Wilson on this, I'm not saying that the Broncos are going to be like a 10, 11, 12 win team, but I do think Russell Wilson will end up with more fantasy points. Okay. That's interesting. Um, than Drew Locke? No, surely not. Oh, surely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, regarding the running back situation, I, you know, I, I have sort of. <laughs> you know, pre- I have previous with this because, as as people know, I had Melvin Gordon for a long time, and um, and I I rarely played him because I had Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler. But obviously, with bye weeks, you know, uh, sometimes you're forced into. Um, and there was, I, I believe, one week when I think I was only down by a few points, and I needed Melvin Gordon to score, I think, five or six points for me to get the win. And he scored one point. I think he had one carry. And that was the thing. It, it, was, a, it was a running back situation that I realized, like, I just want to steer clear of. I would much rather take a number one on a, the worst team in the league than, than this situation because you just don't know. Certainly last year, you just didn't know who was going to be the primary ball carrier. And, and it often seemed to be who has the hot hand. This year, I do think, I do agree with you, I think Javante Williams is going to be the sort of de facto number one. But the fact that they just gave Melvin Gordon money and they gave him a contract, as you said, surely, surely means that... The contract before, in last year offseason. Okay, but... Not this offseason. You know, they, they still want him to feature and be involved. So I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to, obviously, he's not going to be the number one. Um but but I, I do wonder if they're still going to sort of operate a, a dual back system and have them both involved week to week. 
Um, and so for Actually, me, it's just... I want to correct myself there. It looks like that he signed a one-year deal this past offseason. Uh, so right. his larger contract is actually already off the books. This year is only a one-year, one $1.5 million contract. So he's playing uh, to be able to show that he still has it and potentially being able to go in on another team after this season. Right. So I want to apologize. But... I was incorrect on that. No, it's totally fine. Um, but But it's... To, to sort of finish up, it's a backfield that um, there's too many question marks from a fantasy yeah. perspective. And it's a backfield that I personally uh, will will probably be, be steering clear of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, only other thing I'm going to touch on is the defense uh, is continuing to chug along. I believe the defense was a pretty good defense last year. Uh, you've got one of the better young addressers in the league in Bradley Chubb. You've got yeah, he's one good. of the, if not the best, free safeties in the league in Justin Simmons. And they they added a lot of defense in the draft. Uh, looks like uh, six of their actual drafted picks that they took were on defense, including their first pick that they took in the second round. Nick Benito is going to be behind Bradley Chubb on the depth chart right now, it looks like, although he may fight to be on the other side in Jonas Griffith, Griffith's spot. Yeah, I mean, defensively, I mean... I, I, oh, I'm of... sorry. They got Randy Gregory, too. So, yeah, the, the two starting edge rushers are already taken at that spot. Yeah, so I mean, they're, they're defensively, I think they're, uh, you know, they're a sort of mid, middling, a middling defense, so middle of the pack. I mean, there are worse defenses in the league. But, yeah, I mean, again, you know, we play... There's always a, de- uh, a defense you can pick up um, if you need one, so... So, moving on to our next team, I'm going to start off by asking you a question. If three years ago, I told you that you could have an offense that has Juju Smith-Schuster, Josh Gordon with Pat Mahomes on the same team, what would you say to that? I mean, Josh Gordon three years ago wasn't, I mean, he, he wasn't very good. He might not even play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I but mean, still, though, the upside was still there. Well, no, yeah, yes and no. No, I mean, I, I just think this thing with Josh Gordon. Uh, so, well, to answer your question, I would say, well, Josh Gordon, no one knows. I, Juju Smith Schuster, yes, I would say, well, that's going to be special. But, but now, obviously, there's question marks. Uh, the Josh Gordon thing, I mean, it's just over. I, I, we've talked about this a little. I'm always stunned in, in this sport how people still think that there are people that can still do it because of a flash in the pan year that someone had six or seven years ago with Josh Gordon. It happened to be 2014, a decade where he was otherworldly. He was unbelievable. People talking, I mean, and he, I can't even remember who the quarterback was. It was Josh McCown. Josh McCown was throwing to him. Uh, Yeah. He had a season for the, he had a season for the ages and he, he's, I think he had what 1400 yards in like 12 games. He didn't even play. The last few games, but can't recall. Obviously, if Josh Gordon had continued, who knows what would have happened? He could have been on Julio Jones level. He could have been on, you know, uh, a, a, any great wide receiver you want to take your pick, Calvin Johnson. Like he could have been on uh, on a par. But um, you know, it's, it's, he's just had problem after problem after problem. Um, I think, oh, in, in a way, Antonio Brown sort of took the limelight away from him because Josh Gordon. I mean, he's 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 got issues and he's got a lot of problems and demons and he's always needed to but the idea that he's going to suddenly have a great season just because Pat Mahomes he went to Seattle for a bit and everyone thought oh you know Russell Wilson's thrown to him now but 
he's not good anymore. Like, no. and I don't know what it is about this sport. And I know I'm going off on a tangent. It happens all the time. It's still happening with Colin Kaepernick today. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know we talked about it and I want to get into that, but like, he literally hasn't played a down of football for six, six years, years, basically. Yeah. And people are still saying, oh, well, he's better than the third choice at Detroit. No, he probably, I'm sorry, point, he's not. He, yeah, yeah, exactly. At this like, point, if you he, were to ask, no. like, five years ago, that would be one thing, but we have right. to six years, like, how yeah. people age. Yeah, I mean, and, and it happens in, in sort of, it happens in this sport a lot, where people sort of say, oh, well, you know, he's, like, say, Antonio Brown, like, he still might be someone that can play, but, like, you know, with, with other, you know, it just happens all the time in American football, and I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why just because someone used to be good seven or eight years ago, do people not realize that you still have to practice and play every year to keep up that same level of production just because someone was great a year ago? Because in my kind of football, it just doesn't happen. If someone was great eight years ago and they had a great season, no one thinks, oh, well, he had that great season where he scored 25 goals like, you know, 10 years ago. Oh, he's got to be great now. And yet here, people will still give someone a chance. And I don't, I don't know. It's just mind boggling to me. But Anyway, I, I digress. But, um, <laughs> on his rant, on, oh, on a rant, it, yeah, it, it just yeah. happens. It happens all the time, and it, it, it really it's really <laughs> annoying to me. Uh, but, moving, okay, back, so, moving the conversation back to move it, moving on to, to the roster. Uh, the Chiefs are stacked in <laughs> the, they are. Um, uh, Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are both arguably uh, the top two or three uh, that you would want to take in fantasy at their respective positions. Um, Interestingly enough, if I looked at the numbers, I don't think Travis Kelsey led tight ends last year. I think Mark Andrews did. Yeah, uh, Mark Andrews yeah. was a, had a phenomenal season last year. Yeah. The wide receiver core to me looks a little muddied because Juju Smith-Schuster is in there. I think he's more interested in making TikTok videos. Uh, Nicole Hardman has been trying to prove that he can have these breakout ch- chances and he'll have an opportunity to. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scandling, uh, he, uh, he may end up being their slot guy. Uh, and they drafted Sky Moore in the second round, and you don't take a wide receiver in the second round without expecting to have him contribute in some case in his first couple of years. Their line looks pretty good. Joe Tooney and Andrew Wiley were free agent signings uh, within the past couple of years. Creed Humphrey, I don't know if you paid attention to this guy last year. Uh, he no. was a rookie last year, and he made all protein as a rookie at center. Right. Uh, so he was a phenomenal pick. And then we talked a little bit that. Orlando Brown last episode. Uh, he is a stellar left tackle who is still developing and still getting better. With the exception of improper Mark's favorite running back, I'd say that you have a <laughs> lot of upside and possibility at pretty much everywhere on this offense. He did tell me he was gonna he was gonna be his first pick again. So oh oh uh, man, so that means that we have if we want Ceh we have to take him <laughs> or improper. Mark. We have to take him. We have to take him. Yeah, very early on. Uh, let's hope um, that he doesn't have the first pick in this year's draft, or else we won't have a chance at Ceh. Yeah, exactly. Well, I do think that he's still he, he's he, you know there are worse running backs you can take than Ceh. Um, just the way they play, they play very inventive oh, yeah. offense. So I think you know he's not a bad player to get. Um, I, I will say that it's going to be an unknown quantity the wide receiver call, but when you have Pat Mahomes thrown to you, he can make, I mean, the last few years, I mean, he made everyone like look good. Um, I, I think Juju Smith-Schuster may have a very good season this year. New team, fresh start. I think he might be good. As well as Valdez-Scantling. I think those two, I think Nicole Hardman, he's been there for a few years, but he's never ascended to that. Okay, I'm the number one. Um, so I think th- they're unknown quantities for me. But again, we talked about this in the wide receivers 
discussion um, earlier, I, I wouldn't be too unhappy with either of them if I ended up getting them. Um, and obviously, well, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. So, yeah, it, it there are big changes, though. I mean, a lot of their familiar names that you associate with that team have gone. Um, but Pat Mahomes is there. And Travis Kelsey, obviously, uh, arguably the best tight end in the game. Um, well, certainly arguably. has been for the last few years. Um, I mean, he's... He, I mean, he is still Pat Mahomes' favorite target. So he's yeah, essentially wide receiver. Credibility. Yeah, and and I have a question for you. Would you take yeah. Travis Kelsey with your first pick? I probably would not. Uh, and okay. the only reason why is because we play only one tight end in our league, and you can play another tight end at the flex if you want. Yes. But the lack of depth required to have at the tight end position is just one of those reasons why. Yeah, I get that Travis Kelsey is almost guaranteed to play wide receiver numbers within the tight end position, but you're starting to see other tight ends get up close to that as well. Mark Andrews is certainly in that 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 vein. Uh, Dalton Waller has been getting better each year. Darren Waller is certainly in that vein as well. If George Kittle stays healthy, he's in that range. Yeah. While Travis Kelsey certainly has a higher floor than everybody and his high ceiling is super high, it's not high enough to sacrifice that first running back or wide receiver spot for me uh, right. and get the downgrade at those positions there. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, I, it, I don't think I would ever take him in the first round in this year's draft, just based off of the depth. Yeah, I mean, I... Quality at the top of everybody else. He's, he's, always, he's always ranked. I mean, I think there was a couple of years ago where he was ranked, uh, you know, around number eight to 10. Um, and I, I think I was picking in a spot where that was the chalk pick, take Travis Kelsey. And I... I, I like you. I'm just like I can't take a tight end, no matter how good they are, with my first pick. Like, and that's and as good not as like Travis a, Kelsey is. Yeah, exactly. That has nothing to say about what we think about Travis Kelsey. It's just like it, you have to be realistic with what you're doing with your roster at times. Well, in one it, of my it, leagues, he went with the second overall pick last wow. year. Wow. Yeah, and you you did bring up an interesting point because I I actually think two or three years ago there was validity to perhaps taking him as a because he's essentially a wide receiver. He's not a tight end. And you could actually get another tight end if you wanted and play him in a flex in, in terms of R. But, and I think two or three years ago, you basically just had George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. They were like the number one and number two by a long way. But you're right, over the last few seasons, Mark Andrews has suddenly emerged as a top, top tight end. Yeah. Um, uh, Dalton Schultz last year um, uh, also emerged. And um, Darren Waller, obviously, um, has emerged over the last, last few years too. So... Um, there are there are options at the tight end position now that I don't think were there Kyle maybe Pitts. three or four years ago. Who? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you're 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 right. I think there's much more depth than there was just say three or four years ago when when it really was. If you didn't have one of those top two, you might as well just plug and play one because there weren't really any great tight ends out there. Playing up the Chiefs, the defense last year was. It wasn't as good as it was the year before where the defense had taken that step to lead them towards that Super Bowl against the Bucs. Uh, the defense is still pretty good. Uh, Frank Clark has been underperforming. Chris Jones is still arguably the second best defensive tackle in the entire league. Kenny Clark, I think, is coming for his title for that. Uh, they drafted George Karloftis and Trent McDuffie in the first round, so they tried to add some more to their uh, all-around their defense. Uh, we're going to see how they continue to develop as this year goes on. 
Moving on in the division, we now have the Las Vegas Raiders, which got an infusion on their offense and defense this past year with the additions of Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. Uh, yeah. This team is... Everything we've seen with this team looks like it should be taking a massive step forward. But then again, it's the Chiefs division. The Broncos got that infusion at quarterback. And the we'll talk about the Chargers in a little bit where they added Khalil Mack. This whole division has been taking steps forward. I still think that Derek Carr has the potential to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. Yep. Uh, the, Josh Jacobs as a running back ha disappointed last year. And um, they, added, they have Kenyon Drake on that team as well. It's hard for me to be able to be excited about either of those two running backs as a first or second option. Uh, although, knowing me, Josh Jacobs will likely be one of the first couple of rounds just because that has been how I've been doing the past couple of years. Uh, yeah. Devontae Adams and Hunter, Ren Hunter Renfro are one of the best two receiver uh, duos that you've got in the league. And Darren Waller arguably makes up one of the best three weapon options that you've got in the league as well. Yep. The offensive line is pretty good. Colton Miller is one of the better left tackles in the league, although Alex Leatherwood at right tackle was not particularly good for them. So he has to take a major step forward. I would probably be happy taking uh, having Derek Carr as my, my fantasy quarterback if I took him in like round 8, 9, or 10. If I ended up with Devontae Adams or Hunter Renfro at their expected spots to draft, I'd be happy. Darren Waller is my wide is my tight end. I'd be happy. So pretty much anything but running back on this team, I would be excited about taking if I drafted them and where we expect them to go. Yeah, I, I agree. Derek Carr is a solid quarterback. Um, I I wouldn't have any qualms about taking him. You know, as, as in those later rounds as a as a as a quarterback. He's just a solid quarterback. And last year he was very solid again. They did get in the playoffs. Um, you know, and now you you could argue, obviously, you know that they've upgraded in terms of having Devonta Adams, an elite wide receiver now, and that may open up, you know, Hunter Renfro maybe even getting more points or more looks because you now have to cover both of them. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's certainly a wide receiver from a wide receiver standpoint. There's two if you if you took in their respective positions. Obviously, Devonta Adams is the number one receiver. I did talk about this. Will he be? the player that he was in Green Bay. Now, I don't think he will be this year. I think he will still be a, a, a top wide receiver, maybe top 10, maybe top 15. Um, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong in a way because I would love to see... I, I like Derek Carr and I'd love for him to go a bit further like in the playoffs than he has done. Um, running backs-wise, you're right. I, I I don't have a problem with taking Josh Jacobs. Um in again, the respective as as perhaps a number two running back, I'd I'd hope I would have better depth at running back than having to, by that point to take him. But if that was the only option, um, I I picked Josh Jacobs. I had Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb, both mm. of them in in my in their rookie years actually, um, and they both were excellent. Josh Jacobs was excellent in his rookie season, but he had a, he's had a couple of injury kind of. Um, He's had a couple of injuries, and, and last season was a down year for him. And now that they've added Kenyon Drake, you do wonder if it's going to be more of a dual back system, yeah. you know, like a like a. Um, so that's really the only the only sort of concern there. So I would I steer clear of that backfield possibly, but yeah, obviously you know, and Darren Waller, you know, just talked about him, top top four tight end 
Um, I mean, top five, definitely. Obviously, you, you know, if you had him as your tight end, that's a great pick. Um, you know, he's he's very involved in that in that offense and in that passing mm-hmm. game. So um, he, he's he. I'm sure he's he will put up a lot of points. The thing that's interesting about this team is it's missing specific quality uh, based off of how poorly they hit on a couple of draft picks from years ago. Yeah. We all know about what happened with Henry Ruggs. Uh, yeah. Damon Arnett was also released. Those were the two first round picks that they took in the 2020 draft. And now they have nothing to show for that. Uh, th- those draft picks that they had been stockpiling training for, for that period of time. Uh, so there is depth missing in some places on this team. The third wide receiver option is Keelan Cole, who, you know, he's, He's fine. He's probably okay as a third option. Uh, he's probably better as a depth receiver on a team, and being third option's probably not the best spot. Uh, they're the, the secondary on this team. They had to go out and draft uh, Trevon Murrig, and they also have Rocky Sin that they picked up from Indianapolis that had to fill the void that Damon Arnett right. was but Now they're, yeah. the depth that they have behind those two is not particularly great. So yeah. they went and added Chandler Jones and Jonathan Hankins. Uh, within the past short period of time to be able to help make this team better. And, of course, when you got Max Crosby on the team, yeah. he's yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, for their sake, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby will take time away from the, pre- the opponent's offenses so that they can give these offensive skill position players for the Raiders more chances to be able to make plays. Uh, I, I yeah. think that this team is poised to be able to take a big step forward. Yeah. Yeah, well, they certainly got the pieces in place. I mean, adding Chandler Jones, you know, one of the best defensive Devontae players Adams. in the league. So, and Devonta Adams. So, yeah, certainly on paper, I mean, they did get in the playoffs last year. On paper, that you know, you can say that they're going to take a step forward this year. Last but certainly not least in this division, we're going to be talking about the Los Angeles Chargers, who just barely missed the playoffs. Uh, just essentially go for the draw go for the go draw go for the draw but then they decided we're going to fight for the draw we're going to fight to be able to get that and the don't Raiders are like wait coach. really we were just going to kneel and you decided to just like go for it and 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 then the Raiders are like okay cool we'll kick a field goal and then because the coach decided to do that they're not in there anymore but i digress uh, i can't uh, i cannot either so uh the chargers a very, very exciting team to look at for this season. Justin Herbert, one of the most exciting quarterbacks to draft. Austin Eckler, arguably top two, three, four, running back to draft in a PPR league this year. Keenan yep. Allen, Mike Williams, anybody would be happy to have them on their team. Uh, and, and Gerald Everett as their tight end, uh, he, he's always been fine. He's always been fine. Uh, I think he had one really good season with the Rams when he was on that team, but he's always just been solid, so I probably would not be particularly happy taking Gerald Everett as my one and only tight end option. Yeah. Uh, but overall, this team is an exciting team to look at. Even Isaiah Spiller that they drafted in the fourth round has a potential to be an exciting running back addition to this this team. Yeah, I again, just, I mean, they're, they're stacked. They're loaded. Um, obviously, offensively, that they always put up a lot of points. Justin Herbert, I mean, he was my... He was my quarterback last year. Although, actually, well, after your quarterback, we made a, a <laughs> opening day trade. Yes, straight I up. I just really, really was wishing that that was on recording so I could have shown that. Like, your reaction was <laughs> epic. We should have we done that, yeah. 
And not that there was anything deliberate on, on your part of taking Justin Herbert. No. Not at all. Um, uh, as an aside, so, we could definitely live stream this year's. We could. We could. We could think we about could. it, definitely. We, we could put something like that up on Twitch mm. or like YouTube Live or something. That yeah. Would be amazing. Yeah. The, the, Justin Herbert, obviously, top three quarterback in terms of fantasy, like in the league. Some websites have him ranked number one over Patrick Mahomes, which is, you know, interesting. But certainly, I mean, he, he's great. He puts up tons of fantasy points. And obviously, this is his third year. So he'll be looking to take another step forward. So you can't go wrong with him as your quarterback. Austin Eckler, again, I had him in my fantasy team last year. Top five running back. He's so heavily utilized in that system because so, he's a he's a he's a basically yeah he, he he runs it and he catches it out of the backfield it's sort of like him and alvin kamara they're, they're the two hybrid backs basically um so again you can't go wrong with austin eckler obviously from a wide receiver standpoint keenan allen's the solid safe pick he's been an excellent choice for the last four or five years in fantasy um but Mike, Mike Williams is, is also like a very dependable number two, I would say. He's, and I, he's and I certainly developed positively the past couple yeah, of years. Yeah, and I'm much more reliable. Whether, I wonder whether he'll take, uh, you know, another step forward and, and where they'll have like two solid wide receivers, particularly when you've got Justin Herbert thrown to you. Um, you're right about the Titans situation. Whether I would go with Gerald Ever- Everett as a number one option, I mean, depending on where you're picking i would like to think i could get a better option so that's that's where i would probably steer clear of obviously defensively though you, you mentioned it i mean they added khalil Mack, you know that was one huge. of the best linebackers in the in yeah. the game so that's just that and obviously they still got joey bosa um they also got kyle kyle van noy who's you know a solid a solid defensive player too good um, depth at the linebacker yeah good, good depth tackler. so you know I, you know, defensively... Oh, Jackson, they picked up J.C. Jackson this past year, too. Oh, yes, that's right. So they, you know, certainly they've taken a step forward defensively. Um, so, uh, you know, as a, a... They made the plays this offseason to try to go for it this year. That They did. The one thing I would say, I mean, overall, I mean, this, this division is by far, Brutal. by far, yeah. I mean, it's by far the most... Uh, difficult division in the game right now. I mean, the fact that Denver added Russell Wilson and some of the, the trades that have gone on or some of the free agency pickups. I mean, this division is stacked. It's it's um, it's not yeah, just it, Kansas it's, City by default. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Like, I don't... Like, given, they still need to win it, but it's not by default anymore. Right, and given the changes they've made, you see, that's the thing. It's not... I, I actually think if if they still had the same team as they did last year, I would still say they're favourites. Not Not like easily but because Kansas City have made so many changes to, uh, you know offensively with getting you know changing some of their wide receivers it's going to be a little bit um it's going to be a little bit tricky um for them to to it, it's not a done deal that they're going to win the division and this division is just it's brutal i think that's a good place to wrap up our conversation about the division the AFC West next week we're going to be talking about the NFC South and we're also going to be Touching a little bit on the tight end position, which I think will be, even though like everybody knows who the top options are, like you still have to consider like what's your strategy for the backup. So we'll be talking about tight ends going into next week's episode. God, there were some other things that were going on in the world of sports. What's his name? Stenson just pulled out. Henry, I mean, Henrik Stenson. Yeah. Yeah. Henrik Stenson has just been removed 
as the European Ryder Cup captain um, today due to his ties with Live Golf and, and the fact yep. that he said that he may be, you know, going to play for Live Golf, which is interesting because I was reading a report today that he basically, you know, he hasn't had a top 10 finish for a, for a long time. And so, again, this shows that Live Golf, they're trying to steal players that basically aren't even really any good anymore. And it's like, why are you going after the European Ryder Cup captain? But, you know, it's um, it's kind of sad. It's, it's, it's uh, in a way what's happening with golf at the moment. Um, just trying to poach all these things. I, I hope there'll be some sort of resolution soon because it, it does seem a bit does seem a bit odd what's going on. You know, hopefully we'll get we'll get a decent interesting story developing. Uh, Live Golf continuing to try to make its push towards being a major positive brand for the the Saudi public fund. Yeah, it's expected that Stenson's first participation in Live Golf Tournament will be next weekend, not this weekend. At the time that this episode goes live, it will be next weekend at the Trump National Golf Club. Uh, right. So that will be that'll be an interesting <laughs> conversation to be able to see. It will be. Like it will be. Yeah. Uh, anybody you want to shout out before we? Wrap I it up? yes, I am going to shout out the lionesses who have their quarterfinal at the Euros today. You know we are one of the favourites for the tournament, but but a shout out to the lionesses. Go and go and get it done. Get into the semi-finals, and um, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully they can they can bring the trophy. Uh, bring you know well it's at it's it's in the uh, the tournament is in England at the moment, so hopefully they can they can bring the trophy home. Uh, football can come home. By the time this goes live, we will know what's going to be the result of that. So you'll be able to yes. uh, hopefully yeah. know what business uh, reaction to the whole thing is going to be. By yes, the time very true. Just as always, keep an eye out for our affiliate podcast and Kicking Myself. Yeah. And in You Drafted What? Uh, all of these podcasts are going to be refreshing themselves and pushing themselves towards a season two that will launch in August. As I mentioned before, Biz, my, my coffee cup has been empty for quite some time, so I have yeah. nothing else to say other than cheers. Cheers. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>